0: Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and are not representative of their employers, spouses, or associates. If you haven't gathered from the title, the language used on the show is akin to that of a high school boys' locker room. Listener discretion is advised. The advice given in this podcast is worth what you Pay for it, which is nothing. That's my fucking ass, man. We haven't even really started yet. What fuck is going on with you? I lost seven dollars. Well, that's pits. Yeah. You could have lost forty at cockfights, like I did. I wouldn't lost. I can pick a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that's why everybody in town's like, I bet that guy knows cocks. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows cops like Tyler knows cops Okay, well, on that note, hello and welcome to another fun-filled episode of f Up Farming I'm your host, Tyler Hi everybody, I'm Royce <laughs> I was gonna say something else, but then I thought, no, I might cut that first part out, I don't know um, So anyway, yeah, we're we're real happy that you're with us here tonight Today Welcome everybody This morning, whatever time you happen to be with us and that is what time we're recording that. You just imagine in your head that we're having a icy cold drink with Basically you. Basically a live stream. Here it is, seven o'clock in the morning. The sun hadn't even come up yet. We're already drinking beers, about Hell to get into it. Yeah. So if you drink beer in the morning, don't feel bad about yourself. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. No doubt. Just like my pappy always told me. Uh, hey. Hey, your granddaddy told me a lot of times, you can't get hung over if you stay drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag life goals. <laughs> yeah. All right, Tyler, but you want to go ahead and roll into sponsorship? Oh, tequila that? swisher. <laughs> so. He also liked to swish a little Jack Daniels. I know he likes rum, too. Yeah. Uh, that makes more sense. It's sweet. It is. It's very sweet. Speaking of which, we have a little rum treat for later tonight. No, we're not drinking rum. I changed my mind. Too late. I don't care what fuck you do. We are not drinking <laughs> rum. All right, we got Cliff's Farm up in Hepburn, Saskatchewan. Just, I mean, salt of the earth. Good people. Excuse me, you should go salt their earth. Shady people. <laughs> Just kidding, buddy. Love you. Um, no, great people, great cattle. They really are. It's an okay podcast. I mean, if you want to get into it. Well, I mean, they're on hiatus again. Apparently, he can't record one while he's uh, watching his cow's cab. Did, did, you, did you notice all the chirping he did about us chirping at him? I didn't. I don't think. Yes, I've it's a lot to that last more one. funny whenever we chirp at him than it is whenever he chirps at us. And I'm not like being a sore loser on that deal. Like, we are destroying him. In the <laughs> <turkey>. <laughs> so, Canada, get off your ass and bring a better game. Yeah, so uh, go check that out. That's uh, the Livestock Podcast, and that was his season ender, or season two, or 20, I don't know how the fuck he does it. Um, Go check that out. (laughs) Also, speaking of excellent livestock, we got Mo Cattle Company. Mo Cattle Company, owned by Mo Worldwide, also bringing you this podcast. No doubt. And I mean, currently, right now, we've got two open heifers ready to go. Ready for a new home. And a bull. I'm not done talking about the heifers. Oh, sorry. We got Barbara. Barbara. And yeah, we had her name, that other one. But she's pretty cool. She's fun. Yeah. And then, of course, we've always got Reggie. If you're looking for a good registered Angus bull, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Good quality stock. You all should have seen Barbara in a Facebook post. Should have. Yeah. If you didn't, join our Facebook group. You scalawags. I like that, you scalawags. It fits into my song for the evening. Um, also we've got Meat mm-hmm. Club Lambs. Best people, best sheeps in the business. Man and woman of Wheeler County of 2022. And they've done a decent job raising some kids too. They're pro well, they're fifty percent. That's still a fail. But um <laughs> I bet they're I bet they're front runners for twenty three too. Solid fucking people. Bet they are. And solid <clears throat> sheep great sheep little stout bastards it's what you want in a show that's sheep that's what you want in a, any sheep really it is you make money at sheep right now no well i uh, can't if you? you can keep the little fuckers alive okay i'll take your word for it and hold up think about what you're about to say I was going to. now say it last, accurately last but not least we have our most interesting sponsor our booze sponsor, Texas Beverage and Package in Groom, Texas. I got it right, and you didn't even give me the right I button. fucked up, man. I always hit the wrong. Right. I need to switch those <laughs> or something. Actually, I think I did switch them once because I always hit the right and then I, Yeah. But if you're looking for something special, you're looking for something off the wall that they you haven't had have before. They have something. It's behind the counter. It's called Pinhook. It's a seven-year-old bourbon, and it is so fucking good. I've heard good things about it's it. It's 115 proof. It drinks like about a 90. Real Ooh. thick, oily, sweet. It's got it's a little spice like. to it. Oh, it's fucking phenomenal. It's I bought it the other day. I'm down to less than I would like to admit. Half a bottle. Not quite. Mm. Thanks for sharing with the podcast. Well, it's not my fault you went to fucking Puerto Rico. You had one drink out of it yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was back from Puerto Rico yesterday. I don't know what to tell you. You should have come by the house. Apparently. <laughs> apparently <laughs> oh, so. Oh, I fucking know. All right. So, with that, we're going to roll into our Texas beverage and package booze review. The booze review. We've got Bacardi Gram Reserva Diaz. That's 10 year. I think. I don't know. I don't speak Spanish very well. It's actually Dace if you're going for ten, but that's not how you spell Dace. Well, I think Puerto Ricans take a little bit of liberty with the Spanish language. Oh, I mean, they're they're allowed to. So, so this was uh, this is a ten year old aged rum. It was matured in charred white oak barrels for a gentle smoothness and subtle smokiness. Youngest rum was barreled in 2012. Well, get at her. Pitter patter, Royce. Picked up directly from the Bacardi distillery in Tropical, Puerto Rico. Oh, wrong one. Full disclosure, the old nose is still a little stopped up. I understand. I don't know why. Such a pretty week up here this week. The wind was a nice 50, 60, somewhere in there. I wouldn't know much about that. Once again, I was in Port I'm Rio. aware. Smells like rum. It <laughs> smells a lot like rum. <laughs> yeah, so me. I'm I'm getting a lot of a lot of sugar cuz that's that's what it's made from, a lot of rum. A little vanilla. I would say more coconut than vanilla. I can see the coconut. And uh a little bit of that smokiness maybe that they're talking about from the charred barrels. Very smooth. It's not how I would describe that. Yeah, I think it's it doesn't have a lot of burn to it. It uh well, which I fixed Fucking the sugar on. water royce. What is the proof on that? Forty. Yeah oh, yeah. That's why it's not gonna have a lot of burn on it. It's it's not it's it is not it's, like I'm burned. It is like it's, drinking it's exactly like drinking sugar water. You get a little coconut flavor with it. Um, yeah. not a lot of not a lot of oak like I was expecting out of it. I'm all level with your voice. Not a big rum fan? I love rum. And your signature cocktail. Mojitos? No, the Royce's is bloody. Oh, that is good in that too. Yes. Mojitos are fantastic. I'm not a big mojito. If I'm going to drink a mojito type drink, I'm just going to have a julep. So I had a bourbon mojito. Isn't that a julep? No, because you got lime in it too. I I forgot about the lime. And soda water. I put soda water in my juleps occasionally. Yeah, that is fantastic. But yeah, the little bit of lime and uh, it's pretty good. This is good. It needs something. You want to put some soda water in it? I don't think soda water's really I mean, I don't know that lighting it up or lightening it up is going to help much cuz that is that is drinkable like it is. Yeah, that's very drinkable. That's You're right about good. the coconut. It's definitely got a coconut kick to it. So what's 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 this cost in American dollar bucks? At the factory, right there at the distillery, $40. I'm guessing it'll be a little more if you get it over here. So here's States. here's my deal. And this is going to go into the scoring system. And so I'm going to go ahead and explain it to you. Are it's we going to score it or are we just going to pass fail it? I'll score it. Okay. Um. And I'm going to give it a 4.5. All right. And I'll tell you why. If we take your average, like daily drinker type rum, what would you call? Well, mine is Sailor Jerry. Okay, that is my favorite, and it's a spiced rum. Yeah, so it's a kind of a not really apples to oranges, but like apples to a different breed of apples. So like a like a Granny Smith to a. Uh I was gonna say a Honey Crisp to a Red Delicious. Okay, very similar. You just got a little extra. I would rather drink Sailor Jerry than this. I think. Really? Yes. Been a long time since I've had Sailor Jerry. But I, I, don't- I also don't know that I've ever drank Sailor Jerry. Just <laughs> <laughs> like pour me up a tall glass. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's my deal. I don't drink a lot of straight rum. There's only been a handful of times that I've done it. One was at the Bacardi factory. They had a. Uh, I think it was a 12 year that was that you can only get there in Puerto Rico at the factory. A little out of my price range. So we settled with the 10 year. Get off your wallet. It was good. It wasn't a whole lot more complex than this one was. You might have been able to pick out one or two, but I mean, they had such a small amount in there. It was hard to tell. And then when in Cuba, there was And I can't remember what brand they had down there. It's probably one of their communist brands. That Don't the Cubans make their rum a little different than everybody else? So this is supposed to be as close as you can get to Cuban rum because they're Cubans. Right. That fled from communism. Right. They just got lucky and they had a distillery already opened in Puerto Rico when Castro took over and privatized their uh, privatized? distillery. Isn't it privatized? When you give it to the basically give it to the workers, socialize. I think it's privatized. Okay. Maybe using that wrong, but I think that's what it is. Um, but basically, when the government took over the ownership of Bacardi, which there's a whole long story about that and a war that went on between Bacardi and. Cuba and France. And Rex posted about it. Between Bacardi? Yep. France. France. Well, a distiller in France. Like a war war? The, well or I don't, like a rum war. Supposedly Bacardi tried to bomb Cuba at one point, so I, I'm gonna say pretty close to is at least Cold War. If they tried to bomb them, that's not a Cold War, Royce. Well, they didn't get the bombs. And, they had the plane, they oh, had the pilots. Okay, I thought you were going to say like they missed or something. The plane took off from Costa Rica, made it to a beach, I guess in South America, south of Cuba. And they were waiting for another plane to show up with their bombs, and the plane never showed up. They had to get out of there for the tide rows. It's probably those bombs that the Russians were trying to get to Cuba. I'm doubting it was since they were going to use them to bomb Cuba. Well, they probably had a friend in Russia and they were trying to get them <laughs> diverted. But yeah, no so uh Rex, cuz I don't recall did 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 Russia get nukes to Cuba? No, they did not. They turned them around before they got there. Right. They got like everything else kind of set up. Yeah, they had they had the launch pads and everything ready for them. And the the missiles made it within a few miles 50 miles that's I think, what i thought of Cuba. i couldn't remember if the missiles got there and then they turned around the rest of the stuff or if it was just they do not think that any missiles got there they got them turned the fuck around. does the cia know right shady bunch of fucking spooks kennedy kennedy knew what was up. he did that's why the cia killed him deader than no a fucking hammer Speaking of which, did you by chance watch your alma mater the they other get night? Get their asses <laughs> kicked. Um, so we got back from eating. It was like I think it's like nine thirty there, which they're two hours ahead. So it's third okay. quarter. Okay. Yeah, I, I looked up from the bar and saw the score, and that was the last attention I paid to it because they were so blown out that they were no I watched the back. whole game. All right. And like at halftime, I knew it was over. Do you call it a game? Are you still going to call it, it a game? It was a game. Okay. It was a game. George was just playing. Um. So, anyway, I, we normally don't, don't talk much sports on this podcast. We don't. But we're going to talk a little bit because I watched that entire game and I, I made some observations. Okay. Kennedy's what brought this up. And I'll tell you, there was a <laughs> meme there was a meme about how TCU thought that the national championship was just going to be an afternoon drive. And then it showed a picture of Kennedy in his convertible Cadillac or Lincoln, whatever it was at the drive. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anyways, so I watched that game because I had a bet on it and I didn't have anything else to do. It was Monday night. What the fuck else am I going to do? So I'm watching that game and I get to halftime and I'm like, man, they're just getting fucking slaughtered. And then, you know, third quarter, he starts pulling out the starters and putting in the backups for Georgia. And I thought, all right, well, we might come back from this deal a little bit. No. No. No coming back. No, they 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 didn't have it in them. Which is surprising after they stomped uh Michigan in the So they did they did whip up on basketball? Michigan pretty hard. I'm not gonna deny that. I mean they earned their spot in the I, do I think they could beat Michigan again? Probably not. I've heard lots of people talk about this, and I think that that Michigan game was a bit of a fluke, but you are correct. The way the system is set up, they earned their trip to the show. Yeah. They, they didn't dance at the show. No. But, um... No, they got one spin out on the dance I don't think they got a floor. spin, but And I, they broke I their think, ankle and just laid there. And I think, break. like, they asked the pretty girl... To go dance, and then immediately started peeing all over themselves. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what happened to them. So that that was the one touchdown was them asking the pretty (laughs) girl to dance. (laughs) She said yes, and they pissed themselves. Um, But Uh, yeah, all right. I'm sick and tired of people talking shit about the quarterback for TCU, and I'll tell you why. Okay. If I had them big, large, angry bastards from Georgia blowing through my offensive line, I'd be pissing myself getting rid of the ball, too. <laughs> Not nearly enough blame is getting placed on TCU's O-line. All right. Because, like you said, you didn't watch it? I did. They they, 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 they It was like that play in uh, The Longest Yard. You seen that one? Yeah. Yeah. Where they they just let everybody through and they beat the shit out of a crew. That's what oh, it yeah. looked like. Every fucking no play. joke. Yes. It was that bad. Well. Like I'm starting to think they had money, the way Patrick did. Well, you know, um, yeah, you know, it'd be surprising. I don't. Anyway, we've gotten way off topic here. So tell me your score on your Bacardi rum. I'm gonna go with a five. A five. Five. I feel like that's average rum. I'd buy that. I imagine it'll make a pretty decent mojito, though. It might. It sure might. So you add a little water. Make a great rum cake. I bet it would. I love me some rum cake. That is good. My grandpa's old girlfriend, man, she made a hell of a rum cake. All right, so where do we want to go from here, Tyler? You want to just start pecking off the shelf to finish out our night, because we can't do it sober. We've proven that to ourselves. Or do you want to try? I mean, I've got beer. Or do you want to try this wonderful, wonderful bottle right there? I mean, I don't care. I'll do whatever. Your your pick. So you're waiting me. Be the bass player, Royce. Drive the fucking bus. Let's just pick off the shelf. You know what? We didn't get a drink much of the other night. What's that? That was Jared's Barrel Pick. Oh, the Blue Note. Let's have a little snort let's, of that. Let's check us out some Blue Note. We've already scored it. We can roll into the rest of the podcast that way. <clears throat> For those of you that don't remember, this is the Blue Note Juke Joint Whiskey. It's a straight bourbon whiskey. This is the hand-selected US 66 single barrel. It's hundred and sixty six to all you noobs. That is 121.6% alcohol or 121.6 proof, 60.8 by volume. And this is barrel number 17431. All right. So, with that, like I said, we've already got a score on it. So, we're not going to bother you describing it anymore. We'll just roll on into the killing the day portion of the podcast. Tyler, you want to go first? No. Go. All right. I've got Honest Work by Dan o. Simpson. When you get to where you're going, grab your shovel and start making your way down. Hell, I've been digging holes like this for 20 years and will be till I'm in the ground. And the day is finally over, it's a couple hours back to my old place. So that was Honest Work by Dan O. Simpson. Pretty decent Real music. punchy looking fucker in this here picture. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Like, kind of reminds you of something that ought to be on old Dave Stamey's album cover. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's a buckaroo man if I ever That is a one. buckaroo man. Puts in the honest work. He gets it done. He is everything that Royce is not. Well, that's kind of harsh. I thought so, but it's kind of funny. I'm glad you thought so. Just looking for the laughs. If one other person laughs while they listen to this, it's not mean. It's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's two laughs. That's two laughing. <laughs> I'm, I'm at the at the statement, not at the comment. Okay, okay. Well, that's a good song. So we are going to now... Promote The Devil Makes Three. Good band. Fucking awesome band. This album came out in 2002. It is called The Devil Makes Three, and the song is The Plank. Can hear the mermaids sing. That'll teach you all to try and disobey. Now here's a one-way ticket to your watery grave. And we say to all our enemies, We'll see you in hell. We're gonna walk walk 'em off the blanket to the wishing well. Down to David Jones' locker where the fishes sleep. Won't be praying for you, so don't be praying for me. Oh, to all the enemies, We'll see you in hell. We're gonna walk 'em off the blanket to the wishing well. Down to David Jones' locker where the fishes sleep. Won't be praying for you, so don't be praying, don't be praying for me. That was the plank. I don't think I've ever heard that song before. Oh, it's fucking awesome. That is a good song. Oh, you've heard it. That band played it, um, Parker's Birthday, like five, six years ago. Remember okay. they had that band, like, band, they had fucking like 16 people on that deal. You remember that band? Kind of drawing a blank. They had an upright bass, they had a banjo, they had oh, two or three yeah. guitars, they had yeah. a saxophone, they had a baritone saxophone, they had... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think a guy good. playing keyboard I'm with you but anyway they do it better I like that song it's real good real That's fun a good song real fun good song um I don't know that you could necessarily call it upbeat which is what I was mm-hmm. going for since you're always calling me a debbie downer i would I don't know that was uh this is a very jazzy uh nice, it's it's kind, nice kind of got a song. bit of what you might call a mean spirit to it it does. But also, I mean, you know, hey, to all our enemies, we'll see you in hell. Hey, Canada, you with us or against us? You better be with us. The person, not the country. I'm not trying to start a fucking international incident here. Well, that's good. Um, So, yeah, that kills the day. Check it out. Good times, good times. Royce, you want to do a fuck up? Let's do a fuck up. I'm going to send you some pictures here. On... Um, do you want me to send it to your phone for the quickness of things, or do you want me to actually email it to you? It's either way. Um, I will simply text this to you so you can look at it. Okay. And then I will also email it so that you can let the people at home see what we're saying. I mean, they got to keep up with the times. Oh boy, that's not good. And then what you're supposed to do with gleaners? She took a real header there, bud. Trick, Trick shots, trick shows. Oh, that one hurt! I guarantee you that hurt the guy that was driving it. I don't think it killed him because he posted the pictures on Twitter. <laughs> no, I don't think it killed him either. But I mean that—I bet that steering wheel was in his lap. Either that, or hopefully he's one of the few people that actually wears their seatbelt. Hey, I bet the foot peg saved him. It might have. It might have. So, what happened here? So I don't know. He didn't he didn't say what happened. No, nah, a guy posted some of your harvest fuck ups and uh some piggybacking off his deal. I mean, so all, what, we have, what all we have the tires are off the ground is a gleaner it's 77. Or seventy nine. Yeah, I think it's a seventy nine. It's either an eight or a nine. That's an eight. And I'm not familiar enough with gleaners. Is to that know. an R? There's something in front of that. I don't, again, I'm not... Is that an R7S? Or an R78? I'm not familiar enough with Gleaners either to know... I, I know the I ones know that are out now are the, the S's. And it's like an S77... I think that's an S. If I was just... Well, but that first letter is an R. Is- yeah, that would be an R. And that doesn't look... Like, the bin's not right to be a newer gleaner, I don't think. If you don't know what the fuck it looked like? The The bin's all together, Tyler. Well, it might be a little fucked up. Okay, but anyway. Paint of Birmingham. Anywho, so we got this gleaner, and it looks like it's a nice rolling hill. It was uh, going down, maybe hit the old brakes a little bit hard, and now it is currently sitting on the header. And I do mean the front, the header, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It is sitting on it. The wheels are. There is there are one side two, the, one one, one, one half of, of a dual on the one side is touching the ground. I think both duels on that, that. Are you sure? Because that uh, that one looks like it might just be touching stalks. I don't know that it's touching dirt. Okay, but it it's either a wheat field or a soybean field. I'm pretty sure that that is wheat. And I will say the hill looks much more severe in the second photo than it does in the first one. Uh, Okay. Because you you can see how far down it goes. To me, it looks... Yeah, but it still doesn't look that steep. That part of the hill doesn't, but it looks like it's steeper going down. Maybe that's why he hit the brakes. It looks like maybe he said, fuck going down this thing, and he pulled back the old hydrostat and... uh, Maybe the header was too heavy for it. The old combine said, fuck you. We ain't doing that. Back wheels were a good bit off the ground. I mean, about as far and off the ground. it's just sitting there because in that second, I mean, they got the rope tied to it, about to pull her back down. Right, they had to have creased something. Oh, you know that feeder house is just 14 kinds of fucked. Well, you know, they got little feeder houses, right? Well, yeah, but little offset feeder house. It still can't. That's why I'm saying that it's okay. So it it probably did increase something because it's a little bit feeder house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It had to have, or it came unhooked. That's the only way that happened because the header looks like it's almost at the right angle to run. It it really (laughs) does, but the combine not so much. So hopefully, for the the uh, other than the cab going into the header, because the top of the cab is is in the header. Yeah, it's got a little bubble up there, but that might just be the way the cab's built. I don't don't know that he has a windshield anymore. Do Gleaners have a smooth, smooth top cab? Because that almost looks like it could just be kind of that shape. I think the old ones were smooth, but I don't know about the new ones. I know like the old, old ones are. But we're back to, I don't know how old this combine is. It's a shame we don't have a Gleaner expert floating around here. Right? Real real pain in the ass. It is. But yeah, that's a, man, that is a, that's a tough one. That's going to take some repairs. Okay, so here's the deal. Right now, as it sits, it needs some repairs. Whenever they pull it down and the ass end hits the dirt. It's a light combine though. Not going to be much to hit. Not much weight well, coming down. <laughs> <laughs> you are right, but I still don't think you're supposed to drop those back wheels. 10 foot? I'd say probably 14. Let's say that guy standing underneath the tire in the first picture. Let's say he's about 6 foot. That's probably a pretty average height farmer okay. size, wouldn't you say? Okay, yeah. I, I'd go at least 12 foot off the ground. At least 12. On the one side. Maybe maybe 10 on the other side. 10 to 12 on one side, 12 to 14 on the other. That work? Okay. I don't think it's supposed to come down that hard. Because I don't know if you know this. Combines don't have that much suspension to them. It's kind of more of a side to side (laughs) motion. They're not really accounting for up and down. (laughs) That's, That's what the seat's for. Yeah. I think it's some kind of, oh. Oh, it's rough. Wouldn't that just kill you? That, that'd be bad. That'd be hard to deal with. You know what would be so much fun? I think. What's that? Is if you did that and had to call your dad. (laughs) Especially if it's during wheat harvest and your dad's spraying, you know, he's 90 miles an hour, just busier than shit. You call him like, hey, we got a problem. I think that would be so fun. That's going to be a tough one to explain. It would be. You know what I would do? I would hobble my ass back to the pickup and go the fuck home. (laughs) Holding your broke ribs the whole way. Yes. I'm breathing very carefully. And potentially my leg injuries. (laughs) I'm not big on foot pegs. Fair enough. Have you run a combine with foot pegs? I drove yours for a minute. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. I like I them. didn't. I think I ran it for a minute. I could remember I just drive you did. it? I know I rode it somewhere one day. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay. I don't remember if I, I don't think I ran it. Either way, I'm not. Fair enough. They're not high enough. They're not far enough out. That's one problem with them is they're they're not that's and that is the one thing the cleaners have they're not on the the steering column the steering column so they're spread out so they are a tad bit more comfortable see the narrowness doesn't bother me it's the fact that my feet are still up like it, it I, actually, I liked the old 9600s where you could just put it up on the glass yeah because they would be you know pretty high i got you anyway Moving on to our topics of the night. Which one you want to hit first? I would like to hear your justification for American Farm Bureau paying for you or Texas Farm Bureau Carson County Farm Gray County whoever the fuck you work for. I would like to hear your justification for your recent vacation to Puerto Rico. Okay. Okay. You want to go there? That's where I'm going. You want to go there? That's where I'm going. All right. Well, I was an alternate voting delegate. <laughs> an alternate. An alternate. <clears throat> which the way Texas Farm Bureau uses the alternates is if one of the voting delegates gets tired of sitting on the floor, you get to swap out. So whenever that guy is so hungover he doesn't want to go to the meeting anymore, he just tags you in? Yep, pretty much. Okay. I mean, that's one way to put it. but Okay. Mainly, it's a long meeting. A lot of sitting there. A lot of boring... Discussion, but important discussion yet about uh, the... About how to properly spend monies? No, more about... Because you sent me a Snapchat about properly spending monies. Did I? Yes. Wait, I forget which Snapchat I sent you. That was regarding the farm bill and about how more of the farm bill money needs to go to farmers. Oh, that was... Who work so hard <laughs> and they spend so much time going to Puerto Rico to fight for their dollars. <laughs> So that was more of a, uh, they wanted more more money in the farm bill. And that was that was a fight. That was actually a fight on the floor because as it was correctly brought up, um, we're a conservative organization and the government is spending themselves into nothingness. Well, I don't think they're spending themselves into nothingness. They're just slowly selling out. Yeah. Um, to whoever so, happens to have that money. And so we're going to just go ahead and ask them to... Spend more money that they don't have. That they don't have. So yeah, that one was uh, that was a very tense, heated uh, conversation. So which side were you on? It was modified from the way that it was posted in there, and I was more on the conservative side of no, fuck them dollars. Yeah, we don't need them. Um, I let mean, the neighbors go broke. We we do we'll need buy them. their land, but at the same time, you, you can't just ask. The government to spend more money and such a small part of the farm okay. bill is actually spent on farming i have more of a serious question now it's kind of trapping you and, and keep you hadn't figured that out yet yeah um so when they say they want more money in the farm bill did they have like a specific line item in the farm bill they wanted added so this is this is all our policy for our lobbyist well, yeah, so it's i so, aware. So our lobbyists know. All right, well we can support this bill. We can't support this bill, and so that's why there's such a wide variety. Like it, it covers all sorts of crazy right. stuff. Um, but uh, no, they did not. They, they, yeah, basically they just wanted to broad wanted broad the government. Strokes. They wanted to be a stripper at a at a uh, ripper joint that had a bunch of ballers in there. Yeah. Just make it rain, bitches. <laughs> I mean, not exactly, but yeah, that was. Okay. Because I was actually curious. Because, like, if you had, here's, here's my deal I'm, I'm big on budgets. We all know that. And I love spending money. You wouldn't guess that, would you? Right. I love spending money, but everything I do has a purpose. Like, for instance, today, I bought a TV and I went in there fully prepared to spend $1,000, $1,500. I did not. Cause I looked at it and I thought, hey, yeah, that TV is pretty cool, but it's not near as good. it's it's not worth the extra five hundred dollars from the one that I bought." Yeah. So I left Sam's Club with a six hundred dollar TV. Hi. Hey. There you go. Now this, and I think if you look in the policy book below that, it probably has some line items about that. But this one was no, just about you don't read policy; you just <laughs> vote. Isn't that how government does it? So, actually, we went through the whole policy book. We have the whole policy book with the additions or subtractions in it, so you could see how it actually fit with policy. Gotcha. But it, yeah, no, that one was a pretty broad stroke one. Okay. But the uh, the annoying part was the guy from and the guy from that made Can you talk shit on the <laughs> No. Every time there was something that he had anything to do with, he'd stand up and be like, "Well, let me tell you about how I think about this and how this affects me." And you guys should be for it or against it. It didn't matter if everybody was still firmly in the for column, he would still stand up and argue for it. And it's like, "Hey, guy, you know we're," well, you know, I understand you're where you're from, but on he this. he would he would use his whole three minutes. Well, he's got three minutes. He's got he's got people he's representing. He's got to stand up. He's got to make sure it goes. Yeah, no, and that's how did. you're supposed to be at those deals, Royce. Hey, to an extent, Nope, That's how you have to be. Like I'm, I'm big. If you can say it in 30 seconds, say it in 30 seconds, not three minutes. But if you want to go back, and you're representing me, you better make damn sure it passes. <laughs> But, I mean, that, those, those guys were a little annoying. But other, other than that, it was a good trip. It was very interesting to see how AFBF sets their policy. It's a lot like how uh, Texas Farm Bureau sets their policy. But Did you learn anything, Royce? Yeah, I learned a little bit. I learned. You going to run for Senate now? Nope. I run your campaign. I am not going to run for Senate. Congress? Neither one. State Supreme Court. I think I have to be a lawyer to do that one. No. I don't guess you do, but... A, a no, you don't. Background in law would help. That'll be fine. We'll figure it out. But anyway, no, I'm... Hold uh, up. County dog catcher. I have Let's a, start small. <laughs> Let's start small, then we'll build up. This, I like where your head's at, Royce. So, does our county have a dog catcher? Oh, well, they need to. I probably do, but I don't know that we'll they get do. on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the easiest race to run is the one <laughs> easiest race to win is the one that you created. Yeah, that is true, but yeah, no. So that was that was why I was in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, and at the the FBF conference as a whole is a pretty interesting thing to attend. They've got a little farm show. They've got several uh breakout sessions, kind of like our. How farm many show. did you attend? I attended one and it was over the um, it was a talk about sustainability and regenerative ag with a vice president from PepsiCo and a vice president from Walmart that and what they were doing and how they were uh, trying to source their materials and like, so it feels like a lot of those companies are trying to set how we farm things. Did they by chance quote Gabe Brown? What Gabe Brown quote? I don't know. He's got a book Uh, called Dirt to Soil. It's about regenerative regenerative ag. I do not think they did. It's an interesting book. You should read it sometime. I bet it is. I don't know that I really buy into his yeah theories and principles, but he tends to, from what I little bit that I know, seems to be the the source. I guess. Yeah, but now the leader. They were uh they were more of the opinion that farmers are doing it right. They're just trying to uh make moves for or allowing their customers to know that, you know, these products are raised in a better way, I guess. So was it about responsible farming or that's about more regenerative? It, that's more what it was about, but okay. it got into some regenerative and like how they they source those and how their policy is feeding down to the farmer, and did they mention how to do a giveaway? They did not. That's good. Pepsi's not good at that. <laughs> no, no, they're not. I don't know if you saw that documentary, I but did. they are—they are not good at that. It, it is a very good documentary. If you haven't seen it, check out "Where's My Jet?" Pepsi, or is yeah, it, hey, same hey, jet, it "Hey, Pepsi, hey Pepsi, where's where's jet? jet?" Hey Pepsi, "Where's My Jet?" Hey Pepsi, "Where's My Harrier?" I, I think, think it's, it's "Hey Where's My Jet?" Jet, yeah. Good show. It is. Good job. Very interesting. It's on Netflix? I believe so, yeah. Hulu. Netflix. Netflix. But yeah. No, so did that and then got to see a lot of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a very interesting place if you've never been there. I haven't. So, your cockfights are still semi legal. what we found out. Semi? Semi. Okay. Federally, they're illegal, but the uh, local law enforcement is not. Uh, so federally, that. that would be U.S. law. Yes. Okay. So it, uh, the way I took it is, it's a lot like the uh, marijuana laws. You know, federally they're illegal, but the states are passing laws that say they're legal. So, but uh, I, where the rules are made up, the points don't matter, right? Lots of money changed hands at that deal. Lots of money. It's so much more brutal than what. Uh, you But think it it'd be. was all tax-free. I. It, I don't think they were counting it. Well, I mean, they were counting it, but I don't think anybody official was counting it. Is cockfighting legal in Canada? I don't know. We'd have to check with our official source up there. Yeah, call him? I'll text him. Maybe he wants to join the Mo Umbrella. That'd be a so, good way to get into the sport, chickens. There you go. So in, in the U.S., it is legal to raise... As you call them sporting chickens? Mm-hmm. You just can't fight them. <clears throat> but also, is we found out, one of the guys there texted a buddy in local law enforcement up here a picture of the right. cock fights. which you're not supposed to do. No. You're not supposed to take video or anything of it. Yeah, because that stopped you, too. Yeah, right? I saw the Snapchat. But... Uh, <laughs> He said, well, why'd you go all the way down there? You could have gone to the north side of town and seen the same thing. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. So, saw the U.S.'s only uh, rainforest. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I heard an interesting fact the other day. Yeah? That Puerto Rico has more species of trees in their rainforest. Than the rest of the United States combined. Did I tell you that? No, your wife put it on her Snapchat. Okay, story. no, I was going to use that tonight, but never mind. Well, but yeah, no, maybe I should have let that be your trivia <laughs> question. I oh, I got Just that. Smoke <laughs> that one. But yeah, no, it's 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 that's, true. That's that's a hanging slider right there, yeah. Royce. But it it was uh, it, it was really interesting to get to see Puerto Rico. Not a lot of ag goes on in Puerto Rico anymore. They grow some cane. They don't grow it hardly any cane. In fact how do they make their rum? They import it all from the Dominican. That makes sense. So in fact, uh it, Bacardi they told us that one hundred percent of their cane molasses that they use mm-hmm. is imported from the Dominican. Okay. So they're importing the molasses, not, yes. not I black, think that's the, the way he made it refining. sound. There's, they're they're importing the molasses. Okay. Which makes sense. It would be easier to import it in that form. Um, no tobacco. Is grown there anymore? Okay, it's illegal to cut down trees. Any tree? Yeah, you have to go to a government official. I'm not sure what office is in charge of trees, but you have like it's probably you, the Department of the Interior. If you if you need to cut down a tree like in front of your house because it's messing up your foundation or your sidewalk or something, you've got to call that department. They come out, they do a survey, and. If they decide that the tree does need to go, they will tell you which two trees you have to plant to make up for that tree. Okay. Because in 1930s, in the 1930s, I think 80-something percent of the island had been deforested. That's fair. Which I, I could see being bad for them, as much of it is just trees. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting facts about Puerto Rico. There you go. Cool Spanish fort. Well, that's neat. So. Okay. Anything else you want to tack on here about Puerto Rico? Good food. Do you like plantains now? I don't hate them. Did you go to the grocery store and buy you some? I did not. Why not? Because I'm... I don't know that I know how to cook them like they did, but I had some very good plantains while I was there. I like plantains. I haven't eaten a lot, but... Dude, lots of mashed and I fried plantains. and I like fried plantains. Yeah. But very, very good. Very good. <clears throat> a neat trip, all in all. A good trip. You got to do lots of networking with other uh, Farm Bureau members in our area. Met lots of new people. I had to travel 14 hours to talk to people from around where you're at. Met one new listener of the show? One new listener, or you met a newer listener? I met a listener that I had never met before. He had found the podcast by himself. That's good. Yeah. I recruited a new listener today. Did you? Shout out. Albert Kynuk. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. And I want my money back. <laughs> so if a person was to go to Puerto Rico what would you tell them to do well uh, see the beach drink mojitos don't shy away from the Medellia beer Medallia Medellia, not Medello Medallia Medalla it's M E D A L L A what kind of beer is Medellia? It's a light kind of Spanish beer, or kind of like a Mexican beer, almost like a lager. Yeah. Okay,
1: that's so, cool.
0: It's a good beer. Find it anywhere; fairly cheap. Um, the old Spanish fort in San Juan was real cool, and the uh, the rainforest was really neat. Definitely, the rainforest is worth a visit. There you go. So, good to know. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, the Setting seed. Okay. Did you, by chance, look at that? I did. I did. It's a very... I, I don't know how I feel about it. I have... I see so it being useful? The guy... So I saw that, and I saw it like 14 times. That's why I told you we need to talk about it. And then I saw it again where the guy said, Yeah, use this, drop it four notches, roll. Use that, drop it four notches, and go. Yes. So, what was the point of using that? I guess to level it. I don't know. I, I could see that. You get it. Maybe you get it where it's set to where everything's even, and you've got your original or you've got your set point. And everything else should be, on a normal John Deere planter, I think a quarter inch. Each movement should be a quarter inch from there. Okay. As long as you don't have any wear in your bushings. So here's my deal. It's a set and, set and, spe- set and seed. Yeah. And what it is, is it's a, a deal you put on top of like a floor jack, and it's got two pieces on the outsides, and then it's got a piece in the middle. and you Basically put it- a U. Yeah, kind of U shape. It's got a trough in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you do is you set it on, under your depth under gauge the wheels. depth gauge wheels. Yes, and then it, the bottom hit catches the, uh, the discs, the discs, your opener discs. And so what it's supposed to do is you crank it up there, and then you set your depth gauge wheels, however you know, whatever you want them. at. Well, and that's the deal. It's got blocks, so you can add, right. you can set the distance from the bottom of the trough. So you know where you're setting the first one bit an inch. It says, and I can't remember if it's a half inch or you the first one. I think one's those pads inch. are a quarter inch. That's that sounds right. I watched the video on it. Um But basically you get every row set the same and you take all the variability out of the wear on your discs. Yes. <clears throat> the guy that I originally I think the one that I sent you. Said that he set his 16 row planner in 20 minutes. That seems fast. Does it seem fast? By the time you move that floor jack around, it's. Because you got to 20 them minutes one. was a long time to set a fucking planner. I mean, because you're just setting it. I think you're just doing it once. But it. I don't know. It's twenty minutes. Seems like about right. By the time you move it to each row, you jack it back up, you fiddle with your depth gauge wheels a couple times. Yeah, maybe. You know, I I, I figured for sixteen row, 30, 40 minutes probably, but maybe that guy was just really speeding through it. I, you know, even if he's really speeding through it, like that that can't count time of going out and actually digging up seed and checking it. No, I don't think it did. I think that was and just... I feel like... I mean, we fucked around on setting planters before. Yeah. No, and that's the deal. You're still going to have to go out and you're going to have to... Because you don't know how how loose your topsoil is going to be. Yeah. Maybe those depth gauge wheels are going to sink a little bit and you're going to... You're going to push it down. Maybe your yeah. seed firmer is going to push the seed down even further. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of variables. This is just getting your original set point to where you know everything across the planter is the same. It would be interesting to see how it, to use it one time, like if you and four of your neighbors bought one, just to, uh, like I said, level it out Mm -hmm. and kind of get a a base idea. I I almost want to buy one just to see how much play there is between the discs. That's, uh, I don't know. Because... I think there's lots of other things that you could spend your money on to make sure that you're getting your seat at the depth that you want it to. I, I think you're right. And the only plus point about this one is is planners go, it's a fairly cheap piece. <coughs> I don't even see a price on it. It's $185. You could probably make one cheaper than that. Oh, I think you could. I didn't even make one real cheap. But I mean if you're if you figure it $185 a row it's a fairly cheap piece to add to a pe- or to your planner. And you figure you only really have to buy one of these because you can run it across the whole planner. Right. So, right. I mean, make sure you get it set right. Like I said, I, I don't know. We've never messed with that, but maybe we need to. I still... But I'm like you, you could build one. Even as you get it level. We'll use the term leveled. Okay. You're still going to have a few rows that you're going to have to adjust to go deeper. Like near the wheels and stuff like that. Yeah. They're never exactly the same. Which that is the one thing if you're using a, uh, a row planter and a row crop tractor. Usually they are fairly level across because you're right, going the wheels. Right, but how many the of the these big ass planters do you see getting drug with wide track track tractors. Now on that you are gonna have a difference. It'd be like a like on our drill where you've got roads running in wheel tracks and everything. But like our planner, everything's running in loose dirt. Loose ish. Some are more loose than others. But I mean the where they are running, there shouldn't be right, really and you any set your compaction. planner all the way across, but yeah. you can still see a difference in emergence. You can tell where the wheel tracks are whenever you go to look at the corn coming up. Oh well, yeah. Not much, but a little bit. You know, maybe a day, a yeah. day, two days. Not a lot. But yeah, no, I I don't know. Interesting concept. Is it worth $200? Probably not. You build it cheaper. 100%. But it's been lighting up the Twitter sphere. And see, I'm not on Twitter, so I did not catch that. Well, but maybe you ought to be. Thanks for sharing, Tyler. Okay, moving on. We're going to talk about the alleged new food pyramid. Didn't do a lot of research on this one. But apparently the new government-funded food pyramid says lucky charms are healthier than steak. Yes. Isn't that interesting? This came straight off of Joe Rogan, so we're kind of ripping him on this deal. Um, Check out his podcast. He's got some interesting stuff to say on there. Um Okay, so Royce, what's the what's the top green food there? Watermelon and kale. And you can't see the numbers on them. Um, you could whenever I was looking at it. Let me do a little. Oh, now we're going to do R&D. Really negates the whole rest of the podcast, Royce. Right? Nope, that's not it. That's my plate. Not going to be able to find it. But anyway, we'll just go back to that. Okay, so what is the lowest food? Ground beef ground beef so the categories are the green food that's second from the bottom of the green foods honey nut cheerios honey nut cheerios they're good for your heart they are good for no your heart. they're not wait regular cheerios are good for your heart no honey nut cheerios are both are they still say heart healthy on the honey Nuts. they do because that that's what that little bee flies around and tells you in all their commercials okay okay fair enough Um, so why don't you just go ahead and list off these green. So what we've got here is we've got green foods, which green foods are just eat the shit out of them to be encouraged. We've got the yellow foods, which are, you know, let's moderate those. Then we've got the red foods, which are to be minimized to be minimized. So let's hear some green foods, Royce. All right. You got watermelon top on the list. And I said, I can't see the numbers on them. I'm not sure how to open this where I can see the numbers on them. Cause it keeps pulling that up. Um, <clears throat> you got watermelon, kale, frosted mini wheats, unsweetened almond milk, non fat frozen yogurt, chocolate covered almonds, orange juice with calcium, honey nut Cheerios, and a date. Like a date. I fucking love dates. It says date. It does not them. say dates. It says date. Boy, I got some jokes to make about that. <clears throat> so, all of those things. Are eat, more, eat the shit out of them. Are more healthy than <clears throat> the first runner-up in our to-be-moderated is sweet potato fries or chips at a 69. <laughs> millet? I would have thought millet would be fairly healthy, even to the uh, green folk. How do we eat millet? Like pearl millet. You just boil it. You ever had pearl millet? I don't think I have. I think it is. I think it's, it's, I've had pearl barley. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. But I think I've had a millet that it's you, you cook it like pearl barley. Okay. Normally, my <laughs> pearl barley, I either put in a stew or I make a barley risotto. Or you make a side out of it. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, I think it's kind of like quinoa. I'll buy that. I like quinoa. But not bad. Um, egg substitute fried in vegetable oil. Who's frying egg substitute? <laughs> Okay. Right. I like. Aren't you just scrambling it at that point? I thought that's the only way you could get an egg substitute was like the no yolk type. Yeah, what's that's a noodle brand, but but yeah, it's the egg all beaters. Mix, yeah, it's it's all mixed up. Yeah, okay, it's so just, funny story about egg substitute. Um, I had a professor at WT. He he showed up after you left, but he was a big economics guy. And he was in the Navy before he went to college, became a professor. I don't really remember the timeline. Came from a family farm in Illinois. Went to Purdue. Super fun guy. Really liked his classes. So he had a story about whenever he got KP on the boat. And he said, you know, people would come up, and they were always smart-ass, like, you know, hey, I'll take a ham omelet. Hey, give me two fried. Hey, give me whatever. And he's like, yeah, whatever, fuck you. And he had this bucket of egg product (laughs) and a ladle and he would just throw it on the grill scramble it up and throw it on a plate (laughs) he's like yeah okay right on that (laughs) he just just throw that ladle of bullshit or maybe it was in a carton and he just kind of dump it i don't remember but he had a whole bit about it's like oh i'll have a ham omelet please oh yeah gotcha And he said that he has never eaten eggs again—real eggs, fake eggs—he's out. I can can see that. He's fucking done. See that? that. Moving on. All right, so you got skinless chicken breast, Lucky Charms, and whole wheat bread next. So what they're telling you is: Honey Nut Cheerios, chocolate-covered almonds, and frosted mini wheats are healthier than whole wheat bread. Lucky Charms and whole wheat bread are even on this list. I don't know how they're going to say, I I don't know, man, like skinless chicken breasts. Like we've been raised for fucking years that that is like one of the healthiest proteins to consume and it's a fucking yellow, right? Middle of the road. Yellow. All right. So here's one for you. A boiled or poached egg, boiled or poached eggs. You got to think that's one of the healthiest ways to eat an egg. It's not fried just boiled, cooked in water, is less healthy than an egg substitute fried in vegetable oil. Got me. What is in egg substitute? Okay, so the egg substitute in vegetable oil, I could see you putting that as a yellow food, okay? Because you got the vegetable oil. Yeah. But the fact that you've got a poached or boiled egg below... The egg substitute fried in vegetable oil, right? I don't, I don't know how that happens. I don't, I, don't, I really, I, it just baffles me. Okay. Also, I'm, I'm gonna quit just reading the list on this one. But almond M M's are healthier for you than ground beef, cheddar cheese, or a whole egg fried in butter. Okay, here's what confuses me about that. We've got chocolate-covered almonds as a green food. And we've got <laughs> almond MMs down here as a yellow. And it's like lower on the yellow list. You know, I didn't even think about that, but you're exactly right. Like, <laughs> like apparently that candy coating is a terrible real, for it. <laughs> real kick in the nards. I mean, I can't tell what the chocolate covered they're 70 something, but you put that candy coating on or that candy coating on them. Drops you down at least 30 points. And that's another thing that's confusing about this list. Like, I don't... Like, you start out and you think, okay, I can kind of see where we're going with this. I can kind of tell what they're using as, like, what we're trying to avoid. Right? Butter, cheese, and beef is what I'm taking Well, away from that's this for list. damn sure. We don't like the <laughs> cattle industry. It's, it's very heavy against... Because all three things... In the red the bottom... Have have beef in common with them. Yes. Yes, they definitely have a cattle a bovine product. And that's why I have beef with this list. Yeah. But I don't you know. You know where I say you can take this list, Royce? Where? Up your button around the corner. <laughs> but the last time you heard that was <laughs> in the nineties <90s>. ago. <laughs> But yeah, that is a that's an interesting, very interesting take on food. It makes no sense. I'm so confused, right? That's I think the government's lost their mind again. I don't think they ever found it, bud. Uh, they never had it. You're right. That is that's something. I don't know. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. Well, that's good. I thought so. So, what else we got to talk about? I wanted to... I saw an interesting thing earlier. I'm going to go ahead and pull it up here. I should have pulled it up earlier, but I didn't, so... Okay, well, I'm going to fill in some time, Royce. In the state of California... Uh Uh-oh. Do you know what they classify bees as? Employees? Fish. Wait, what? Yes. No. Yes. Fucking Google it. I, I believe you. The state of California has officially listed a bee as a fish. So that they can protect them better, I guess. I don't fucking know. That is that is dumb. Yeah. Oh, and now left off of here, too. You know what they're expected to do in 2023 to 2024 in the state of California if you need to spray a herbicide or insecticide on your crop? Excuse me, a restricted-use pesticide on your crop? What's that? Well, first off, the recommendation has to be made by a PAC or something like that. What is a PAC? Uh, it's basically a person like myself, but you have to take a course and be certified somehow to make recommendations. Then you have to take another course to be certified to spray the product. Then you have to have another, you know, it's a whole big bureaucratic type deal. Then you know what they're going to make you do. What's that? Post it for public comment for a period of, I can't remember what the guy said. I think it was five to 14 days. Before you spray it. Yes. Five to 14 days. I don't remember the exact timeline. I want to say it was somewhere in that range. So we decided to stop growing a variety of cotton this year because we had to hire the spraying done by somebody else. You didn't have to have the... yeah. uh, We didn't have to, but for our own peace of mind, we felt better about doing that. Um now you got to ask your neighbors and the people in the county. But we we quit growing that food. That's not that food. food. That, that <laughs> cotton. Let's be real Because honest. of that. Because he got behind the, the custom applicator we were using. Got behind. Which I understand. You know, small amount of acres. Not mad at him. But we were... One time, five days late on an application, and one time, almost two weeks late. Yeah, really kind of fucked the crop. Didn't help it. wonder a record yield. Really kind of fucked it. But yes, um, so now you're going. So if I if I am correct, which I'm pretty sure I am, you are going to have to pay me to go look at your crop. Yes. I'm going to make a recommendation. I'm going to tell it to you. You're going to have to... You can spray it, but you have to post an ad, basically. I'm guessing it's kind of like the TABC deals where you know they have the comment period for 30 days, but before you yeah. sell booze, they put it up and everybody in mm-hmm. the community can either vote yay, nay, whatever. Um, so you post that ad... You call me, yeah. I guess I can be the same person in this deal, and say, "All right, well, bring me that chemical." Then you wait a week, and if nobody objects, you can spray. But so if if, if nobody if, if in Nancy the, Nogro in town that's says, what "Fuck to say. you, no, you're not spraying that shit. That's gonna be bad for my tomatoes. That's gonna be bad for the bees." We're not. No, no, we can't have those kind of pesticides so floating a, through the air. You have to post it in the county. Or I think it's open in the county. So not just your in, neighbors. So anybody in the county can tell you no. Yes. All right, so what about us where we live on the border of the county? What'd be the county that it'll be applied in? Okay. So what you're saying is quarter mile that way, everybody in this county doesn't get any any Okay, say so in it. here's what's gonna happen. The field behind your grandparents' house, where it sits in two counties. Both counties are going to get a say in it. Correct. Yep. And who did you say put that information out? Or is It's California. This? Oh, California. Yeah, it's fucking happening. Oh, God. Like, I think they... I, I'm pretty sure it's this year or next year they're going to do it. You know, that doesn't surprise me. And it's unfortunate for them because they are one of the leaders in... The EPA is currently working on making it to where you have to s- say six months in advance. I think they opened the window up six months if you're going to apply atrazine, and they're going to cut back the actual allowable rate of atrazine. Uh, the, ah, man, I wish I had. To, I wish I had to took better notes. But it was like atrazine or and something else. Within six months, you're going to have to tell the government what you're going to spray on your fields. And you're going to have to tell on them On those three months. products. It, really? It doesn't have to be six months out, but I think they opened it up to six months out. So like right now, you can make plans and say, hey, I'm growing corn in this field. I'm going to put out a pound and a half of atrazine, which they're trying to get that cut back to a pound or half a pound or something like that. Well, I was going to say, those are all three products they're trying to get rid of anyway. So that doesn't really surprise me. Right. But I think that starts next That's everywhere. That's interesting. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Maybe that's, Farm Bureau ought to talk about that. See, I did not hear anything about that. Yeah. Hopefully, it's another year down the road so that we can get something passed to... Hopefully, it doesn't work. I don't know. But the thing, it's, it's just, I don't know, interesting little tidbits. That's uh, discouraging. The bees are the the fish least. deals, really. The bees are fish deal. That is... I don't even realize the bees and the fish had common enemies. So, yeah, all right, in California logic, I can almost see it because in California logic, there are fish that they have to protect that are not native fish, and so well, they... okay. What would you be doing that would simultaneously be endangering fish and bees?
1: <sighs> Unless you a... like they
0: have. Pretty Unless you've got a product that you're applying that'll wash off and run down the river. I mean they already sure. banned lore's ban. Yeah, I mean neonicotinoids are pretty bad, but I don't know that I don't know how they I don't think wash they off. move like that. See, though. that's what I don't know. I'm Unless you spray the fucking water. And there are products that you can spray on the water. And even then, I, whenever you spray on top of the water, there's a product. That if you spray on top of water, we'll kill the fish. Do you know how it kills the fish? It starves them from oxygen? Correct. I I can't remember the name of the product, but I know... There's a couple of them. Yeah. But it floats on top of the water, and it kills the fish. I don't think that's an anti-bee product. Well, bees got to get water somewhere. But I don't think that product kills (laughs) bees. So they can hover down and get water. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. They can make know. a little bubble. I don't know. Because that's what happens whenever you hover over water, yeah, right? flapping your wings. <laughs> I got you. Got you. Well, have you ever seen a helicopter over water? Yeah. Yeah. Surface tension. Just dissipates. Yes. But yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. I don't know. I'm most upset about the public comment forum before you spray. That's... Because here's the deal. Most of the products grown in California are going to be your cash crops. Like yep, your, your vegetables and your food and stuff like that. specialty crust. Um, so you know, like let's say up here, down the road, your new place, right there. Okay. Let's say you planted lettuce on there. Okay. Yep. And you had a beetle come through that was just mm-hmm. fucking chomping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they weren't there last week because that's how insects blow up. R- really? Yeah. They just I had no idea. They just they show up and they multiply like fucking crazy they breed like rabbits, Royce. Son of a bitch. So I call you and I say, "Hey, we've got. I found ten. We need to spray." Yeah, they've hit their economic threshold. Use the something like that. I don't yeah. know that you have a threshold And lettuce. You may not. <laughs> I think if you got something eating lettuce and you're growing lettuce, <laughs> like I think you find one and it's it's time to spray. Hopefully with something with some residual. But <laughs> I'm gonna le- I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> but. I like where your head's at. <laughs> you've hit the economic threshold, which at that point would be one. <laughs> and I say, hey, bud, you've paid me my money. I've passed my certifications, which I'm going to charge you more for looking at it because buck don't stop here, bud. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting to lose chemical sales on this deal. So anyway, I call you and I say, hey, we need to spray. You're like, all right, cool. And I say, all right, I'll send you the chemical. It's like, well, give me a week. Week come by. You lost a third of your crop. Yep. Because that insect population, like you said, has just grown. And then, like I said, Nancy no in town said, no, I don't want that shit sprayed in my county. I don't think so, you need to use it. I don't know how this works. I don't know if you have to have a certain number of people say no or if you have to have, like, if there's an appeals process. I don't, I'm not that well-versed. But either way, you're, but either way you're fucked. You already lost thirty third of your crop in the first week. Now you got to fight it for another week. You've lost, probably at this point, up to 65%. So does this apply for all pesticides? It's restricted-use pesticides. Okay. Here's the deal. The things that I'm talking about, you're going to probably need a restricted-use the, pesticide. They're the important ones that... You need yeah. in a pinch Like if I tell you to go spray atrazine on your corn And you have to wait a week Yeah, I mean, that's not good We don't want to do that But we can make do We can add some other non-RUP products To kill the ones that came through You're still going to have some escapes Yeah But we can make that work Insecticides is where this is really going to kick you in the balls Yeah, that's, that's going to be rough Yeah, so hard so hard, and fucking California, fucking the farmers again. And yeah. one of the most important states, unfortunately, for food and ag in the nation, let's just dump them. You know, push them off in the water. I heard, and it, it was a it we was got a, the we got the winter garden in South Texas Texas will be fine. Maybe that's but fuck it. Let California stay. The rest of us will leave. You know, I, I'm starting to starting to get on board with that. Whole I'll deal. take our good friends in New Mexico with us. Can we leave Santa Fe and Albuquerque out of it? Oh, we're not calling them vote. We're just calling them stay. Oh, okay. We do that. That's, that's fine. I got a lot of friends who raise beef over there. Let's do the. I like their Indian casinos. Let's do the old Texas map. That's fine. That doesn't have it on there, but. I can make that work. Mm-hmm. I think that would take most of this. That gives them us uh, most of New Mexico, most uh, or a good chunk of Colorado. A little bit of Oklahoma. Good part of Colorado, Kansas, or uh, Oklahoma, Kansas. And a strip of Colorado. Yeah. I can make that work. Yeah. I'm good with that. I make, bet them boys in the winter garden can make that work. Make Texas original again. Yeah. We'll get back to, you know, we're going to have to eat a lot of grapefruit. <laughs> hey, you know what? Texas grapefruit is the best grapefruit. Hey, I heard something the other day. Yeah? Um, Texas grapefruit, mm-hmm. the Ruby Red. Yes. Do you know why it tastes the way it does? That one I do not. The salinity in the soil. I'd believe it. So a lot of the citrus growers in South Texas have been bought out by big conglomerates. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you noticed this, but Texas citrus doesn't taste as good as it used to. I had not noticed that. Because the conglomerates that are buying it. And I was told this, this is not any of my, I have noticed a difference in grapefruit, but I didn't come up with this theory. A guy did. He said that they got bought out by a place in either California or Florida. Okay. And so they're a commercial farm Mm -hmm. and they're running it like they do the rest of their commercial farms. And it's ruining the Texas citrus. Interesting. So I know when we, when I was down there visiting where citrus is grown in Texas, the Valley. Correct. (laughs) They were bragging that our grapefruit was better than Florida or California's grapefruit. It's the salinity. But they were saying, and those were the two competitors, but our grapefruit was on a market like yearly different. They they don't hit the market at the same time. Right. So really what you're fighting is consumer demand, not demand, but, uh, how they think about the product. So they've had a California grapefruit. They don't like it. They think all grapefruits are the same. Consumer bias, I think is what I'm saying. Okay, Or conception, uh, something like that. Right. So what they need... So that, that was the big deal that they were fighting because obviously our grapefruits are better because we got the ruby red. But also there was a, uh, a blight. Was it a blight? Oh, uh, it probably wasn't a blight. It was probably uh peel um. There's mold. a there's a disease coming through yes. the orchards. I've heard a lot of that because I know a few guys that grow uh, I don't oranges think it's, like in uh Georgia, Florida through there. I know it, I know a few guys that um have checked crops through there and it's it's a mold on the peel. No, this is am what I'm thinking of like a tree blight yes it kills the trees i can see that and so you're you're screwed out of the trees but they have come up with a way to it's not a gmo but it is a bread into into the plant deal well i mean you, it's at. just like and so i'm wondering it's just like, like verticillium wheat wilt in cotton I but mean, it takes so long for it to to get to market in a... Okay, so if you here, plant trees. I think citrus is like five years before you see anything. I think it would be longer than that. Because I know pecans are longer than that. And I know that... um Like avocado trees are a fucking decade old. Maybe yeah. 15 years. Well, a lot of the... I mean, a lot of the tree crops are that old. But I want to say before you see any return... You're looking at, five I'm saying, years. like an avocado tree. I think it takes 15 years to grow avocados. Really? And it's eight to 10 years, I think, on pecans before they actually start bearing fruit. Like they might have some pecans on it, but they ain't got shit. Yeah. Not enough like, to make your money off it. Of. No, like it's almost not worth shaking them. Yeah. Like you kind of need to just for cleanliness of your orchard. Well, and you. You do get a little money off of them, but you're not. Well, but you're not even paying for shaking them. Exactly. Which is no return. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Or you may be p- paying for shaking them, but you're not making a payment on your note for installing it. You're not paying for anything is what I've been yeah. told. But that, that's, I don't know a lot of pecan guys. I know a couple. I've talked to a couple. And they're but, not like big guys. The guys I talk to, they're fifty hundred acre farmers. They're not, which I mean, that's actually a pretty, good, pretty good size pecan that is a That's a large one, but no tree tree crops are expensive yeah. to put in and expensive to maintain, and it takes a long time to get your return. But I mean, but like so you- once they start producing, they are they make lots of money to the acre. Oh yeah, um, but lots of overhead to get into them. Lots of overhead, and I mean, it's just like you look at avocados and bananas. Avocados, like every avocado you eat, has the exact same DNA sequence, so, like just like bananas. Yes, because bananas are all clone of mm. one banana, but they, they didn't clone theirs the same way that avocados are. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. It's slightly different, but it is very detrimental if you have a disease. Yeah, it just runs rampant through them. <laughs> Which word on the streets? We're like five years away from never eating bananas again. That's unfortunate. I like me some banana bread. I don't like raw bananas, but That's I so love weird. I love bananas. I love stuff that bananas. Se- banana pudding, banana bread are two of my favorite things. I like bananas. I don't hate them. I just don't eat a lot of them. I've never been able to eat a whole bunch. Have you not? Like there's always at least one that gets thrown away. (laughs) Which is funny because me and her can't eat the shit out of bananas. But You know what's funny is we take Corey to the grocery store. She always asks for She gets her a free banana. She takes one bite. I don't like that banana. Do you get her another one? No. Okay. That seems wasteful. Do you get a repair and eat the banana? No, because she bit out of it. I don't know. You're so fickle about your food. I, I don't like to eat after my toddler that much. Just break that bite off. I don't eat bananas. So you're just throwing away bananas? No, the cashier does that. You're being pure <laughs> wasteful but we're only doing one because we don't get her another one because it doesn't matter. She doesn't eat bananas either. She just thinks she wants to eat bananas. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, she'll get a wild hair and she'll eat a banana, but it's not very often. Fucking weirdo and your weird kid. Right? Hurricane generally goes for the apple, not the banana. See, more we're pushing Cora to go for the orange. Likes oranges. Everybody likes oranges. But they're hard Especially pill. a Texas orange. They're kind of... Pain to peel in the store while you're trying to grocery no, shop. No, they're not. A little bit. They got a trash can right there in the produce section to throw the. I'm peel not in. saying that you have to, or that it's a pain because you got to throw the peel away. It's just pain to peel a regular orange because how are you peeling oranges? I don't know, like a normal person. Walk me through the process because I've never met an orange that's you hard. Just, you just break through the skin and you just peel it. But I'm used to the easy peel mandarins. She really likes those. Oh, so you're just lazy. Yeah. That's that's your problem. That's it. That's it. It's not that it's hard. It's that you're lazy. It just takes a little more work, and I'm trying to grocery shop. Mm. And you can't take 25 seconds out of your shopping trip to peel an orange for your kid? I'd say a minute, but it seems like more than that. Man, I know a guy. He'll he'll kind of take a bite out of it just to break through. Mm -hmm. And then he takes his hands, and he basically just... Yeah, some something just done Really? Yes Interesting concept That guy is good Like I th- I strive To peel an orange Like he can I'm gonna have to start Trying that technique Well, it helps He's got hands That make mine look Like a little kid's But <laughs> That dude is good Builds metal buildings too hmm. So maybe you know Who I'm talking about now I kinda think I do Yeah He's building a house For a friend of ours on the podcast the guy that he's building the house for not ah I do know who you're <laughs> talking about yeah, 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 I'm yeah, going yeah, yeah. to talk to him about that <laughs> he can't explain it he's just good the rest of us are kind of slow I'm going to have to watch him watch him do it sometime because we used to help him out we'd go do stuff in, in high school because mm-hmm. his daughter was about our age and uh, you know we'd stop by his house and you know we always had FFA fruit and he'd bring us all in orange so we're all over there peeling the shit and he's just getting after it Man, that is a gift to have. It's impressive. Okay, the Royce. the scurvy away. What's up with this axe? That's not an axe. That's a plow. That is, I think, one of John Deere's original plows. That's so this is something deep. I just thought was interesting, and this is a good way, I think, to wind the podcast down. Okay. So did you know that John Deere is fixing to roll out their last mole board plow? But yeah, uh, so Tyler said no. But yeah, over 185 years ago, John Deere turned a broken bandsaw blade into the first self-scouring moldboard plow. And in February this year, February of 2023, they are set to roll the last moldboard plow off off the assembly line and close the curtain on a farming icon. Which I don't know how other people farm, but I think probably not a bad call. Because I don't think there's a whole lot of people using a moldboard anymore. I know a lot of people use use moldboards. I know up north they use some of them. No, go down south. Down south? Yeah, you're getting that heavy sand. They're on mold boards. Really? To uh, get that blow sand off the top. Okay. Sugar sand, I believe they call it. Not going to be able to buy one from John Deere anymore. I don't remember last time I saw a John Deere moldboard. Apparently they were still making them, but for the, uh, for the company, the man that caused a farming and basically cultural revolution, the old singing plow, it's, uh, it's coming to an end, which I had heard that he had used a broken bandsaw blade to, uh, to do it, but I'd forgotten about that. And also I didn't realize he was running from, uh, debtors or creditors in Vermont It moved to Illinois. Yes, I did know that. And now he is his company is currently fleecing people. No, that's in the credit world. Fleecing people in the credit world. Yes. How do you mean? Was that not a self-evident statement? Well, I mean, they're offering 0% interest. Well, I don't know what their interest rate is. Not I haven't priced 0%. anything well. Um, Yeah, he's, he's taking a pretty good chunk of that. Is he? And also, when's the last time you got 0% on a like piece of equipment? We hadn't bought a piece of equipment in a while. Not a new one, but the last one we priced was 0%, which was a couple years ago. Maybe you should go try that now. But I know when we bought the last combine, which this was before interest was rates took last a hike, summer, yeah. We still got the we still got one point five on the used, which is equipment. fine. That's subprime. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I thought it was very good interest rate. But at that point, the interest was probably sitting at about three and a quarter. So yeah, he wasn't losing that much. No, I don't think he was at all. I, which I think this was the local company that financed it. Not our local company, but the right it wasn't from the uh, one from the corporate. One from the big cheese. Yeah. But no, I hadn't seen what his interest interest rate on new equipment is. I'm gonna guess you're gonna pay somewhere in the four right And that's strictly a guess. Which is still pretty decent subprime. I mean, if it's four nine, it's two and a quarter percent below prime. I say not no, that far off Maybe of, a little more than that two and a half. Not that far off of what he was when interest rate was three and a quarter and he was zero percent. But either way, <laughs> neither here nor there. I I mean they're they're definitely fleecing farmers because they're their parts are and yet, expensive. Here I have to explain my comment about his company's fleecing people. No, it was the the interest that, that he had not to as much the interest, it was just the fleecing people. Yeah. In the lending world. No, I, I'll agree with you on that. So it is. You make it to the top. Fuck them people below you. You fought your way through it. Unfortunately, they're all doing it. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that's kind of a sad, sad point. You got something else you want to talk about? No, I, I didn't think it was going to take that sad turn. I just thought it was kind of... Kind of sad. Kind of neat that, you know, the... Or interesting that the mobile ought, ought, ought to go all, now we all have to go buy sunflower moldboards I don't think I'm going to go buy a moldboard I don't think you should I mean I you can mean, if you want to
1: back I, gotta, to the I whole, got a
0: place or two you can run it but I don't think you need to you're back to the whole uh, dust bowl situation like if you called me and said hey I'm going to buy a moldboard I'd be like you're going to run it on every acre? <laughs> Look, I got a spot or two. You can make that work. All in all, I'm going to say, why don't we not spend the money? <laughs> Let's go up to the ripper. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I'm sitting at this point. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, again, if you want to do it, we can do it. But... It's not going to be my, my first recommendation. No. <clears throat> like I said, I, I just thought that was It's an interesting end of an era. Tidbit. End of an era. Hopefully a better and more prosperous one, but I kind of doubt it. I doubt it. You got any random thoughts for us? You always ask that. Specifically on the episodes that's been pretty much 100% <laughs> random thoughts. <laughs> well, it's always on the, on the deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, bees or fish? That seems like a pretty fucking random thought. <laughs> that, is, that is very random. I got a trivia question for you. <laughs> do you? I do. Actually, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Never mind. Um, Royce, the original capital of Puerto Rico. Tell me what it is. Not San Juan? Is that the original port? I'm going to say San Juan. No. It's Caparan. Really? Yes. Okay. An area between Guanyabo and Bayamon. And then it was moved to a central location of San Juan. All right. Well, going on another Puerto Rican Slash Caribbean question. Come on, hang that slaughter. Who is the biggest buyer of rum? What country is the biggest buyer of rum? What country? Yeah. Who buys more rum? What country is the biggest market for rum? Mexico, the U.S. See, I was gonna guess the U.S., but I thought that was—I thought that was that. Yeah, yeah, got me with a hanging curve. You, you want one more? I mean, I guess whatever. How much of Puerto Rico, or how much of Bacardi's rum, like percentage-wise, is produced in Puerto Rico? Sixty percent. I don't fucking know. Ninety. Okay. 90% of Bacardi's rum is produced in Puerto Rico. Okay. 9% in Mexico, 1% in India. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, man, it's a lot more embarrassing that you didn't answer my Puerto Rico question, being as you were there for a week. Right. Then I missed two of your questions. Hey, you know what? Fun facts. And honestly, the Mexico deal... I was figuring that it was American tourists hanging out in Mexico. Cause that's what you always see people drinking while they're in Mexico. They're having either tequila or a rum or a rum based drink on the beach. Yeah. No, that's, I, that's where I went with that. You know, apparently that's, that's back to the whole rum war deal. Okay. Talked about it a little bit at the first, we're going to have to, we have to dig deeper in that rum war deal off air.
1: Figure that out.
0: So, anyway, hey guys, hope you enjoyed this podcast. We got a little off in the weeds. Boy, it's a long one. It's it. We're sitting at an hour 55 right now, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm fine with. I knew it was long because we fucked around a lot. We've talked about it we a lot. Did. We covered a very diverse Rex, I don't think you're going to listen to this one all the way through in one sitting. Like you're going to have to commit to this, dude. Hey, Rex, if you do make it to this point, thanks for the podcast. Uh, my mind went blank, but he rec- er, recommendation. That's it. Thanks for the podcast recommendation on the Rim Wars. Okay, that's cool. Everybody, be safe, have fun, and check out all of our lovely sponsors. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. See you. Love you. Bye.